Hi, everybody. I'm Sunny, and this is We Gotta Talk, a live weekly digital talk show and podcast where we like to dig deep. Real talk, big topics. Now, let's dig in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to We Gotta Talk, summer edition episodes. These episodes over the next couple of weeks are just fun and catching up with friends, catching up with people online that um, I've wanted to interview or I've chatted with before. So um, we're just keeping it light this summer. You know, we need a break from the heavy stuff. Lots of Italy content will be coming up next month. And today I'm catching up with an old pod pal. Taylor Ferber is the host of the Cancel Me Baby podcast. She is a uh, published op-ed author, an entertainment reporter, and contributor to various outlets that you've probably seen over the years. And now as she hosts her podcast, she dips her toes into um, pretty controversial topics and talks about how they relate to pop culture and media. Today, though, we are diving into a topic that's a little more personal to Taylor. I heard her talking about this in a recent solo episode on her show, and I said, you know, i got to bring her on to talk more about this. She's doing this thing called Operation Sex Goddess Body, and I just, it's, to me, so great. Um, Taylor's been on a journey to transform her uh, mental state, to work on her appearance, body and her health and to overall start just feeling better about who she is and I love it um I feel like with this kind of stuff it can easily be easy to peg that as um you know that's so superficial or why do you care about how you look or what other people think of you but Taylor has um gone on this journey for herself I think it'll become clear during the conversation um that that's the case and I just find it to be really inspiring as someone who is you know going down the other side of the hill right now from midlife I'm like you know what maybe it's time I take the reins and try to you know work on my health and well-being a little bit more and a little bit more deliberately over the next you know couple of years so she was an inspiration to me in this way how she kicked this this whole year of health and fitness off and how it's been going so we talk about um the changes she's seen the routines she's leaning on to stay fit and healthy um the types of workouts she's doing the types of um you know, protein drinks that she is using. I feel like I need to say this in our ever more litigious society. Nothing in this episode should be considered medical advice, but you know that already, right? I mean, you know, this is just a catch up between friends. This is just like some girlfriends talking about, hey, this is what worked for me. Maybe it'll work for you, but maybe not. So don't sue us, you know, if it doesn't. (laughs) Um, you will hear Taylor mention this at the end of the episode too, but you can find her on Instagram at Talk to Me Taylor. And you can find her podcast anywhere you get podcasts. It's called Cancel Me Baby. Anyhow, enjoy more discussion on Operation Sex Goddess Body uh, now. Here we go. Here's Taylor Ferber. Is my mic okay? Because I, oh shit. I did the settings in here, but I want to make sure it's this and not my computer. You sound close. Get, just do like a, put it where it's going to be and give me a quick test. Okay. Test, test, test. Testing. You sound good. Yeah. You sound like you normally sound. So we're good. Great. Look at you with your tan lines. I'm so excited. I have this crazy frizzy hair. Wait, Taylor, I am like, you are looking so good lately and I'm embracing all of the vibes that you're putting out lately. So 
you're looking Thank good. You so don't much. apologize for your hair. Don't apologize for anything. It's a whole vibe and it looks it's good. Just doing, it is just doing what it wants and clearly makes no apologies, but I've never felt better. So Thank you, Sunny, so much. We have so much to catch up on today. This is your thir- this is your trifecta appearance on We Gotta Talk. I know I'm so congrats. Honored. We're at third base, um, oh. and ooh, finally um, <laughs> you've been you've been holding out. So, you know. I've been I've been known to make them wait, Taylor. Um, and and seriously, it's like we're talking Operation Sex Goddess Body today, but we're going to dive into everything else you've been doing on the podcast, which, you know, your whole philosophy sort of dovetails into what you're doing in your personal life too, which I love and in true cancel me baby fashion. But I texted you last week. I was on my way to, I don't know, one of a thousand kid activities I was doing. And I was like, I'm listening to your latest episode, Operation Sex Goddess Body. And I am not only just so bowled over by your progression and the journey you've been on just sort of as a witness, but you have been hitting on some veins of conversation that I think are so important to, to bring up and discuss further. So we're going to talk about how hot you are. That's, that's pretty much what I'm talking about today. So much for third base's old history. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You too much. Yeah. Taylor. Yeah. You know, and it's not just about, um, it's about the sort of, um, you know, emotional evolution. I feel like a lot of us have been witnessing who have followed you on your podcast or followed you online. Um, we've seen a change, Taylor, not only physically, but also um, sort of emotionally too. Um, talk about what Operation Sex Goddess Body is and why it's been so transformational for you. Well, first off, I just want to say that your support and y- the fact that it even spoke to you means so much to me, not to like you know, not to brown nose you. I know we're already headed towards a home run, but (laughs) knowing that you are such an accomplished, smart, no BS woman, and it spoke to somebody like you means so much to me. That's exactly, you know, what I'm was trying to do with, with all of this, but operation sex goddess body is it's so funny because it's almost opposite of what it sounds like. There are no operations involved in a time (laughs) over the top, you know, um, uh, surgeries and filters and fillers and all of these things that we see all the time. On the other end of it, you know, Sunny, you talk about culturally what's happening right now. So, you know, this whole idea of body acceptance and positivity around women, of course, like number one, why is the dialogue always around women? Um, But it's sort of the clash of these crazy extremes. It's, again, the the immediate um, instant gratification of everything. Let's be real, being over the top fake, us not knowing what's real. And then on the other end of it, Again, let's be real. Cancel me, baby. It's this shamelessness of body acceptance and positivity. And it gets to a point where where does it go too far to where Mm -hmm. now because of going again, and I get where it comes from, going against people feeling like they have to look perfect all these years, right? This archetype or the standard. Now the pendulum has, has swung to where you not only have to accept even the most extremes, but you have to glorify and worship. And it makes everything so confusing. I'm all for, you know, your body standard and and working it and and doing what you want to do. But the whole kind of conception of Operation Sex Goddess Body is don't invalidate mine. And I found that in this whole sweep, 
it almost, even with men too, it feels like if you do work to fit any sort of traditional standard, you're a sellout. Mm-hmm. So with all of this going on culturally, all very clashing, all very confusing. And I had a lot going on in my personal life, which I detail, which started this whole journey, which was a year ago right now. I thought, you know what? It's a new chapter in my life after the pandemic. This is all going on culturally, um, you know, media wise and in the media landscape. I'm really hell bent on being someone who plays by my own rules and being a force in allowing women to feel empowered in their body and their physical presentation and their intellect and their mind and their ideas. So Operation Sex Goddess Body began as me really putting in the work to craft and sculpt what was like a Barbie body. Again, what would otherwise be this like archetype, this male gaze archetype that's so bad and wrong. And it's like, what is wrong with that? Why is, why is that? Let's think about that. Why is that wrong? Why is someone with that body stupid or dumb or the bimbo? So I wanted to break out of all these boxes and I went on this mission and this journey and I really sculpted and changed, you know, my, my body, the, the, the natural real way, putting in the hard work. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, yeah. And I do want to talk about, um, the practicalities of how you did that. I want a few details and I know you're going to be releasing that content on your channel, so we're not going to steal it, but I I do want some like practical tips for anyone who wants to do this too. But what I really want to sink my teeth into before we get into that is like you said, the philosophy behind this and um, what I think you're achieving on your show and what I think a lot of women are managing to achieve these days with the help of digital media, where we can show more of ourselves is showing up as like a multitude of, of what we embody and who we are. And I joke on my podcast, we contain multitudes. Like we can talk about gun safety and second amendment rights. And then we can swing back and talk about my favorite lip liner. Like for a long time, those worlds, those dimensions in women really couldn't coexist. So Mm -hmm. I think that's what really rang true to me. And I, it made me reflect and with not a little bit of sadness, actually on the many times in my life, Taylor, that I have had to pretend like I didn't know something in front of a man or play dumb or, I remember this vividly, even as a child, if someone was explaining something to me and I'm like, I fucking know what you're talking about. I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, there is something that is ingrained in women and in girls where we are told to uh, act like you don't know, or like appreciate the help or be sincere or be, be sort of quiet and accepting. And that is feminine energy in, in some way that the willingness to receive, but like, it got to a point where I was like, what am I doing? I'm showing up as a total false version of myself. So it really, it really rang true with me. And I don't know why it takes women so long in our lives to embrace those, that multitude of, of ourselves. And Mm -hmm. I, I really give you credit for showing up in your public space. Like you do embracing both of those things an intelligence and a sexiness that we are told we can't have at the same time. It's funny. I feel like it's two sides of the same coin on one end of it. I think there is a sort of power that women have in not dumbing ourselves down, but what you said about pretending like I don't know something or having the guy (laughs) explain it. There's something about, you know, it's just tried and true and timeless about the manipulation and the power we have to like make men think it's their idea 
<laughs> I like, mean, it, it is a power. I mean, sorry, I'm not sorry, but right. It's like, oh, really? Meanwhile, you're like, okay, I'm I'm running circles around you in my head. So <laughs> in that regard, there, there's nothing wrong with that. I would never advocate for women to dumb themselves down. But on the other end of it, I have to say, there's power in it. There is such power in, and I say this in my episode, but it's almost like I wanted to prove those boxes and and society wrong. It's like, and now I show up whether it be at an event with celebrities, a networking thing, whatever it is. And I full on to the nines, embrace my new, so to speak, body, things that highlight my body, things I would never normally wear because I always wanted to be taken seriously as the journalist, right? And I know that people are looking at me a certain way, but I'll tell you, it makes me lean into my intelligence tenfold because it's like, let me prove you wrong and surprise you. And it is the best thing ever. And now I have no issue leaning into my intelligence, Taylor, but I need you to coach me into leaning into the sexiness part. I have been dumbing. I have been, not that I like never dress up or never want to show off, but like I mean, I, I like cut my hair shoulder length and dyed it dark brown. Yeah. So the like I, I, the things that I did and in, in the orange colored matching pantsuits that I would wear, like totally. take me seriously as a 21 yeah. year old reporter. And yep. like, I was taught, you know what? This actually brings to mind, like, I, I feel like this was a mini trauma, professionally speaking, that I've been sort of living out ever since. I remember I was t- probably 22 and I was a reporter training in Pittsburgh and there was an older seasoned female reporter on staff there who was very gracious and kind to me in the newsroom, but we had an offsite event. It was like a, something at a bar where everybody from the newsroom went and I had on a pair of jean shorts and she came up to me. It was so fucking embarrassing. And if I could go back, I would just mouth off, but I can't. And she said, you know, I just want to let you know that what you're wearing right now is just incredibly inappropriate and you're amongst your... Now, listen, the TNA was not out. I mean, I I must have weighed 115 pounds. I was like a a 12-year-old boy in a pair of dark denim shorts. Mm -hmm. Like there wasn't that much that was hanging out. And she made me feel so small. Mm -hmm. And listen, I do believe there are rules and guidelines that should be observed. And I never showed up to the workplace in inappropriate clothing. But to say that to me offsite, just to put me in my place in that way and to embarrass me, in front of other people was so damaging that I feel like I spent years after that just mm-hmm. forever like wrapping myself up in clothes. Like, oh my God, it was my fault. It was my fault that someone looked at me like that. And it was my fault that I, and, and I, I just sort of hate that, mm-hmm. you know, and it would be one thing if I showed up in Fredericks of Hollywood, but I was in denim shorts. I was 22. Like she had a daughter. I, you would think that she would, anyway, it's just, that just immediately like came to mind when you said that. And it's, it's, it's a hard line to walk because I also don't want to be the person showing up to a job feeling like I'm inappropriate in some way. But to, to be diminished like that was just really, yeah. really awful. It was awful. I actually have a similar experience. And I'll say, you know, on Cancel Me Baby, I often rail against this man bashing climate we're in because it's like we want to blame the straight one man, white man for all of our woes and sorrows. And interestingly enough, this whole idea of if women dress a certain way, they can't be taken seriously. They don't respect themselves. They're not smart. Look at how women themselves have internalized this and perpetuate it, perhaps even more than men. Look, I have a similar experience. I'll detail it. You'll fall off your seat. But even my own mom, right? Like boomer, you know, you know, immigrant, hard worker, you know, Italian, you know, traditional woman, 
she'll say the same thing. You know, you want to be seen a certain way. You want to see, we all have internalized these rules. When mm-hmm. I, so my story, similarly to you, when I was in Hollywood, I was interviewing Morgan Freeman at a press event. And it's like five reporters sitting around a table with Morgan Freeman. Now he has this very like hippie, cool, like old grandpa personality. And at the time, I was, you know, young, you know, mid 20 something in LA and I was wearing ripped up Abercrombie jeans, you know, the ones iconic jeans. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So Morgan sits right next to me and he's looking at them truly bewildered how my grandparents look like, (laughs) that's interesting. Like not creepy at all. Like that, that's an interesting placement going on there. I end up capturing it on video. Everyone laughs. He, I'm like, what do you got to, you know, last parting words about my jeans. And he high fives me. He's like, wear them baby. Right. Totally fun. So turns out this woman, middle-aged woman, who was another reporter in the room, had reported me to Paramount, to the studio. Because of same thing as you, saying how inappropriate it was. Yes. And it turned into, years later, it turned into this whole Me Too story about how I was, it was covered in the press, how Morgan Freeman objectified a female reporter. So I wrote an op-ed in Playboy telling my side, basically saying I decide I was okay with what I wore, with what happened. Nothing was inappropriate. You don't call me a victim here. That's my job. Like, and I'm not a victim, right? So it's so interesting how our society and women take this and run with it. And in terms like you ask of owning it, it's funny because, you know, I had this whole evolution dressing differently, all this. And again, I'm not out here pimping myself out like a stripper, but again, it's definitely <laughs> like, like owning it, you know, and, and, and just female sexuality has been boxed and mm-hmm. even think about like bras, right? Like I, I haven't worn a bra in a year, like, and it's, it's, it's so empowering and freeing and I Wait, go pause, these- pause, oh, not in a year. And how are they hanging? I actually They're hear when chilling. you don't, I, you, they look good girl. them off. Because they look it's so good. But wait, I heard that the muscles actually respond by being, when you don't wear a bra, that wearing bras weakens our muscles. So they actually oh. can. So maybe you're like reactivating some. You know. I hope so. Because my mom <laughs> told me the opposite. She's like, you know, that's bad. And then maybe this is her way of caging them back in, you know, like a, like a good girl. But I'm hoping your theory is right, Sunny, because I've just gone for it. But I think... When I first got to Nashville, it was a new chapter in life after the pandemic, after LA really embodying sex goddess body, um, almost like an alter ego again in all this, like optimal potential mentally, physically. I went to my first networking thing and, and I wore this shirt, oddly enough. And I remember being like, is it weird? I would never normally do this. And mm-hmm. I think so much of it is mentally just fucking owning it. Like, yeah. So people but, I think of when you think about it, it's do, like, well, we're just hopping. How do women react when you own it though? Because like, I'm more scared of a chick in a room than I am a guy. Like I know what the guys that's so react true. like, but you know, like I'm scared. I'm like scared of the other women. Is that weird? Well, no, I get the same. It's, it's, it's why I leave every meeting so satisfied and it's so gratifying because again, I know that I'll show up and I go to like women's dinners here and, and, and gathering and women's groups thing. Right. And they, and I show up, they're like, who is this little blonde Barbie bitch in her tight pink, you know, whatever. And then the meeting goes on and they hear what I'm about and they hear my ideas and they're like you, Mm -hmm. they are like, I am on board for this. And that's why it's so satisfying to prove like 
the, the goods behind it. Right. But I think in terms of owning it, regardless of how you feel about them, I always refer back to Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. Cause mm -hmm. when you think about it, like they just, own, they could show up at a wedding at a library. It doesn't matter. Like they show up as them. Mm -hmm. Right. And they mm -hmm. own it. And like, no one questions it or asks about it. And that's always yeah. oddly enough, like what I think about. Yeah. I, I love that. I do think, um, and maybe that's what, as a casual observer of your journey, I'm noticing too, is, um, not only it's, it's so weird. Cause it's less about the physical evolution. You've always looked great to me, but there is, um, an aura that you're exuding. There's a confidence that's coming through even yeah on a screen. And that's what really drew me to like, want to dig into this because, um, that's what we need the recipe for, you know, we need to feel it. And, and that's the hard part. So like when, as you're going on this, and I know you've switched up your workout routine, you switched yeah. up how and what you're eating, but like, mm -hmm. did you spend time dedicating, um, dedicated to like mindset work or spirituality or like, what did that, or did that come naturally as you were changing physically? I'm always a spiritual person, but it just came so naturally. And it was mm -hmm. such a journey because again, I think the reason this, and what I love about this is that it spoke to women and men. I've had dudes be like, I want to do operation sex, God body. But I'm telling you, Sonny, women from, you know, black to white, to plus size, to women in my own family who have struggled with weight, you know, conservatives, you know, leftists, like everyone's like, I just want to get behind this. And I think it's because number one, it's saying F you to all of these societal rules. Mm -hmm. But in terms of mindset, it's the confidence that it had, it has brought out. I can't even, I would never think that would be a byproduct of it, but it's like, I go in and the way I enter a room is so different. It's this mm -hmm. like energy and this buzz and it's fun. And I think it's because it's almost this like energetic lust for life, like showing up again in your full physicality and that potential. And sure, like going to something in the top like this and then blowing their socks off in conversation. Like it just makes you have this like twinkle toes, like this buzz and, um, it's your special sauce. It just, it's a special sauce. It just came organically. Really so, that, that confidence, you know? Yeah. And I'm telling you, Taylor, it is, it is really apparent. It's really wild. And like, oh, thank you. Even on the entrepreneurial side of things, you hear people talk about like why some things hit, why some products hit or why some social media accounts hit. And it always comes back to that, like overused and frustratingly nebulous word authenticity. Oh, I authentic. know. <laughs> you know, but like when it hits, you know what it is. Like yeah. whatever's happening with you does feel authentic and it feels, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm advocating for more of your personal life to be shared on the podcast, by the way, after this came you out, I was are? like, yes, I mean, you don't have to listen. I don't share too, too much. So I can't sit here and tell you what to do, but uh, this peek into you and what you're doing was really interesting to me. And I think you should continue to look at me giving career advice, like the elder, like the elder stateswoman that I am. Um, I just love seeing, seeing more of your story. And um, I know that's dangerous territory because you, you deal like me in some pretty heavy, thick issues and yeah. that are meaty and difficult. And it's, it feels scary because you're like, oh God, the more I share with myself, the more people, the more of a target I become, like the bigger the target becomes so they can aim their shitty responses at me, but I liked it. I mean, I think, um, for your brand, it works. <laughs> Thank you. You could tell in the episode I say in it of all of the things 
I've done, situations I've been in, mm -hmm. A-listers I've talked to, whatever provocative issues. This, of all things, makes me so nervous. And Same. because it's like I keep, right? Yeah. It's like I keep up this sort of public thing. And, you know, I don't know why, but that vulnerability is really hard for me because I like to keep this image of like, you know, go getter and I'm a relentless entrepreneur and workaholic, but mm -hmm. a big part of this journey, let's be real, is what was going on on the other end of it that people don't see. I mean, it mm -hmm. is a relentless, like building my platform and the, the dreams and goals I have. It is all day, every day. And the things I did before I started Operation Sex Goddess Body, which why mentally it was such such a thing for me to pour my being into because like the whole pandemic completely disrupted disrupted my career. I had no work. Right. You know, it just shut down the entertainment business in LA. So I picked up, moved back home. And the side jobs I did, I mean, I was, I went from, you know, sitting front row at the Emmys and during the pandemic, I was literally, you know, scooping coleslaw, scooping ice cream, mopping bathroom floors. I worked at, you know, cleaning and working the front desk at a hot yoga place, like wiping hot yoga mats, like all of these things that people don't know. And this was really, again, a way for me to step into my full power. And it's like, let's not overlook, you know, yes, what, what is on the inside, you know, matters, of course, but let's not overlook. And again, I think that this is like in cancel me baby style, like it may be a controversial thing to say, but let's not overlook the power of the physical and, mm -hmm. and what we look like and how we present that, you know, especially yeah. because we're always, I really, really like press your listeners to think about that. It's like, why, where did this come from? Like, why mm -hmm. are women so boxed in? Why does it have to be the professional pantsuit to dress like a man by their rules to be taken seriously? Like, why do we see a Pam Anderson and think that they're stupid? Like, why? Because we're conditioned. It's awful. Yeah. And it's awful because we become part and parcel of that system, you know, inadvertently, yeah. inadvertently. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, you know I, I, and I'm thinking about the advice your mom gave you and it does, you know, it stems from a time where there were fewer laws to protect women. And I, and I do think there's something to be said. Mm. You and I have talked about this before um, in regards to Me Too and situations that women were reporting um, when that whole sort of era happened. I, I, I There is something to being smart, not putting yourselves in situations or physical spaces alone with men, especially with substances around that can lead to blah, blah, blah. There are small things we can do, but I, I guess it all started because we were, we needed more protection. And now that the law provides that, at least technically it should, um, you're right. It's like, you know, we, we haven't caught up and, and, you know, I, I'll be the yeah. first to say though, there are times where I, you know, even especially raising daughters were like, I try to walk this line of like, you know, I want them to realize that their, their body is precious and like, you should not give everybody the ability to like, see you half naked, you know? And like, when you wear a bathing suit, like, let's start with the one piece before you like, you know? So I don't know, it's an internal battle. And I think that's what we see play out every day in the way we interact with each other. And all of the weird interactions we have with other women are a result of our own insecurities. And I will say that for myself okay. too, but it's so true. And like, until we work through our shit, we can't expect other people to. Yeah. And again, it's the experience you had with a woman that I had with a woman. Like mm -hmm. the fact that we've, it's funny, like we've internalized, let's be real. These, these rules, you know, instated by men yet. 
I feel like men now have almost come around to where it's like, fuck, you're powerful. Like do your thing. Right. It's like the roles have reversed. Like we've taken on their, their, their mindset. But Mm -hmm. as far as your, your kids, like I can't even imagine, especially like I would never, that's where it's such a tricky line, especially now. Cause I wouldn't, I'm always an advocate for like, keep them pure and precious. And with, with young girls now with, with, you know, because of this, with all of the, um, Again, what, what what fueled me to do this in a real, real authentic way is because of they're just ambushed and bombarded with all with Instagram and these photos mm-hmm. and the filters. Like I say it in my episode, young girls have no business posting sexy photos of their face, their bodies on Instagram. Like go play kickball <laughs> and get rub some dirt on it, like I did with braces. I like know. so that's the thing. It's like yes full grown women empowered into this. Yes. But I, I'm a full advocate for young girls, like maintaining their innocence Innocence. for sure. Yes. We need to remain innocent. Okay. So walk me through whatever you want to share, can't share about like the workouts, the physical part of it, the diet. What did you start doing that you really began to see changes? So immediately I cut out sugar and carbs. And like, I love this about the journey because again, in a time of instant gratification, we're learning about what is it? Ozempic is that the oh, name yeah. of this this drug? Mm-hmm. That's uh, which I haven't mm-hmm. looked much into. Semaglutide but- is like I think the general generic word, but yeah, Ozempic yeah. or Manjaro. There's like a bunch of things that I think do the same thing. Yeah. So n- over my dead body, and of course, yeah. and I say this in the episode too, right? In terms of surgeries and all this, like if someone wants to do the enhancement, you know, the boob job, the nose job, whatever it is. I'm talking about the fact now that it's gone so extreme and excessive, like no, like no shame there. Uh, there's shamelessness there. Like I said, on the other end of it, but what I did was, um, really committed to no, uh, barely any carbs or sugar. So I would look at my net carbs and I would be as, you know, when I would go to my hot yoga front desk side hustle, I would bring literally like tuna with cucumbers and olive oil. Like, but I didn't. I did it in a very healthy way. It's like you almost eat more, but better. So it's not like I was starving myself by any means. I was just looking at, you know, I love food. I love pizza and burgers and fries and all this, all that. I, you know what it was, Sunny? It was almost like keto. Yeah. What I did basically. So what did your lunch and dinner look like? Like what breakfast, lunch, dinner? A lot of protein, tons of protein. So like eggs, um, you know, turkey burgers, burgers and lettuce wraps, uh, tuna, you know, all that kind of fish, all that mm. kind of stuff. A lot, so much protein until you literally want a kilo. Even still, I maintain all of this. What they say is you're supposed to have, and the reason the protein is so important is because when you're working your body this hard, this isn't even the, the workout element, but when you're working your body this hard, you have to have protein to replace what you're burning. Cause I didn't want to lose weight. I was like, I just want to really, um, sculpt. I had a mission, like an athlete. I wanted to mm. lean and, and tone and, and really sculpt that. I didn't want to lose weight. So if you're burning all this and you're not replacing it with protein, it'll kind of just get lost. Like you have to replace it with more protein. So, so pro- shakes, drinks. Okay. Bars. What, what protein shake did you like? I just started using rituals like vanilla. I think it's like a plant-based protein. It's pretty oh, good, like, so I, so this is, these are all things I had to learn along the way. Cause I had never done anything like this. I was always like a little, I was health conscious, 
but that's where I am. Yes. Yeah. I like know when I'm, I know that the food I'm eating is bad. It's like, it's like, I'm at the awareness stage. (laughs) I never, right, 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 right. Um, whey is better than plant-based they say because plant, it doesn't absorb in your body as well. Oh, okay. So what's that? What can you say? Which one you like? I love, um, quest is my all time fave for okay. bars, shakes, everything. And muscle milk is good. I like their stuff. Okay. So what they say is you're supposed to have as many grams of protein a day as how many pounds you are. So it's oh, a lot. I know. Lot. I, I don't quite reach it, but yeah. And are you still like burning and cutting even a year in? Like, do you feel like more lean? Like you're still cutting yes. more muscle? Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm in maintenance mode of like fine tuning the little, like the little back there that just like won't yeah. quit. It's just like clinging on. It's like Taylor, we're, we're here for the ride. So I'm right now really trying to, to carve that, but it's interesting because it's like crazy how your body adapts. Like I sweat so much less. Like in the beginning, I sweat so much more and all of that, like how sore I was in the beginning. Also you asked like how I first started, like I went ham. Like I was going to the gym two hours a day. I would even break it up. Sometimes I would do half in the morning, half at night after my side hustle. Um, I was exhausted. My body was like, what is this? I was like dehydrated. I was seeing triple. I was (laughs) just, my body was so tired. And again, it's funny how you just get so used to it. Obviously now, now I try to do about an hour a day. Okay. And that's mainly weight training. So again, I, because I wanted to lean out and not that's the other thing on the other end of not wanting to lose weight necessarily. I didn't want to bulk up because I'm short. So I would, um, incorporate cardio Mm -hmm. with weights. And that's the other thing too. It's like, you see, and I got input. I had like fitness influencers along for the ride. Cause I'd be posting about it. They'd be resharing it. Like, I love this. You know, these girls are jacked and you see them lifting, you know, they're doing hip thrusts with like, you know, 200 (laughs) pounds And my thing more was resistance training. So, and again, I got input from, Mm -hmm. you know, people I know who are very well versed in this professionally. I would personally do way more, say three, 400 reps of something, but at a lower Mm -hmm. weight. So maybe it's 50, 60 pounds. Okay. Okay. Um, And then I would always try to do at least, you know, half hour of cardio. So Stairmaster, elliptical, stuff like that, that works that little behind because it started as Barbie butt journey. It started as me wanting to really craft and have this like bubble butt and really toned lean legs. So and it now it's like the whole bod, like we're now like, it's we've moved operation on. sex got, cause it's like, there's no shame in the game. It's like, there's yeah. nothing wrong with it. And when I see the, the sex goddess bodies again, it's that what people would deem the, the archetype of of, of the, you know, the state beauty standard. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's power. Like it's. I, it feels you know, good. Yeah. It feels good. It feels you're, good. you're literally embodied in who you are. I feel like it's, you know, I, I don't know. I applaud women who are able to follow a, like a, a program or a routine. And I, to me, it's more too about like doing something you said you're going to do. Like I have yes. proven to myself, I can do that in the career space, but I've never, I've never had to think about this is, I, I don't care if this sounds like, un, like 
not likable. I've never had to worry about my weight before. I just didn't. I was the same. I was the same way. And now I'm going to be 42 in September and every year it's a pound. And I never even had a scale until I had my third baby because, you know, it was a surprise pregnancy and I'm like, well, you know, I might as well get this and I'll keep track of whatever. And now that fucking thing in my closet is like, I, I, I just don't step on it. It can maybe once a month, but then I noticed, wow, that number is changing. We're doing, I'm doing a whole yeah. series of like over 40 health and wellness and everything this upcoming season, because everyone I talk to in the stage is saying the same thing and I'm not doing anything more. In fact, I'm probably more aware of, you know, adding in weight training and doing things that are supposed to help. But I'm like, why is this number going like creeping upward? It's just really depressing. But, you know, know, I was in the same boat. I always had a cute figure and I hate to even say curvy because now it's like that's been co-opted into something mm. totally totally different. But I was the same way. I never really thought about it. Again, I would go to the gym, you know, I wasn't like a gym rat like I am now. Again, I, I my family would call me a health nut, right? Because mm. I would have like, you know, salads and organic stuff. And, you know, I would go to the gym sporadically. And mm-hmm. it was, again, it was never anything as committed as as this. And it's interesting because like you, you know, I always kind of, and you look fantastic, by the way, like MILF goals, hundred <laughs> percent. Doing something like this is eye-opening because it's like, I always, and I'll say, I always, I had, I have an amazing mom who always puts such great body image in me. So I always mm-hmm. was like, I look good right now. Yeah. Like I never, it was never even a thought in my head. And it's funny because doing this now, I look back and I'm like, wow, I thought that I was like so fit and in shape. And you really realize the details and the hard work that that goes mm-hmm. into that. And I think it's so inspiring. I did, funny enough, a whole episode on celebrity women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s mm-hmm. who look so bomb. And, you know, everyone from, you know, Kate Hudson to Pink to Padma Lakshmi, who is mm-hmm. old fit sex goddess body. And I think it's so inspiring to see because it's like they I feel like they look better than they ever did yeah it is I do see that and I feel like okay it's technically possible then to get better as we age so we're holding that up as the goal over here on my it's end of seriously it's so inspiring I love it I'm like that's that is goals so yeah. did, did I see on your grid a mention to a boyfriend on the latest post yes are you willing to tell us just a little bit more about that or no? Is this breaking the, the right now? We're on the show. <laughs> yes. See me in personal details. Um, yes. And you know, I, I never really talk about this, but oddly enough in lifestyle, cancel me baby form and brands, um, very much unconventional and outside of the box. He, so he also is a news personality. His background is more in politics, but um, we've known each other for years and years and we're always best friends, but he, we have a, we have a quite, quite an age gap, big age gap. And he, by the way, is some of the brains behind operation sex goddess body, which I love because yeah, cause he kept me on track, kept me going when kind of the, he had brought the idea. We, we kind of, it was like a brainchild between both of us. And I thought it was a little crazy and I loved how he was just fiercely advocating for me to own my power in all ways. He's like, I just want you to get to where you're going and your goals. And like, this will bring out your power because he helped me see the male perspective of like this physicality and the brains combined, but it makes us melt. 
and you can have us like putty and get whatever you want and make the universe yours. And, um, it's always boxed away. Like, you know, again, by men and women. So he's been, you know, a huge part of empowering me to do it. I love, I love it. Listen, as long as it's what you want, as long as it's what you want individually and he's along for the right girl. Yes. I, a, a supportive partner means the world, you know, it's um, the best. When I was doing yeah. my only fans, which I know you wanted to talk about, he was my eye. I was like, tell me what guys like, I don't care about okay. the bail gates. Bring it on. Sure. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> I'm like, tell me, chair. tell me. And it Wait, was a whole need- education. Yes, but you're gone from OnlyFans now, right? Yeah, I ditched it in in spirit of Operation Sex Goddess yeah. Body and feeling like so empowered. I was yeah. like, you know, I'm going to really drive this shit home and start an OnlyFans, but it's going to be bringing both together. So I'll do like a sexy, suggestive, provocative photo, but with it will be, you know, a really sassy caption about society or culture or politics and it was really fun, but it kind of, you know, I kind of was like, that's that, you know, it was fun while it lasted, but then, you know, yeah. I was over it, but it was yeah, a fun listen. little experiment. We, it was a little high. I was like, oh, I did it. And then, you know, we try things, we leave things, we keep some things. Life is a recipe. It's okay. Yeah, um, but, exactly. I mean, I've never yeah, and there was like no shame about it either. I mean, this is not something you were like, oh my God, I can't believe that. I mean, like it is what it is. And I think that, you know, to be able to talk about that and not feel like you have to hide, it's just. I love it. I think that that's great. Well, you um, know what was awesome? Awesome, no. Sunny. I'll say this quickly. Like again, because dudes get such a bad rap. Um, the I never got a misogynistic, sexist. Like all the dudes, whether it be in the DMs, whether it be on the feed, they it was the best. They would be mm-hmm. like super hot photo. Like maybe can we see a little more? And by the way, love the op ed you shared on you know the pharmaceutical. You know, co- like it just was. I just was like, this is goals. <laughs> this is oh everything. my god! Talk about striking all the chords, Taylor. Look at you, <laughs> the brain and the bod. I love it. I'm telling you, it's like it brings out the best and everyone. And we try to box it all away, you know? I die laughing too. And I think I mentioned this to you on a previous um, recording or episode we did together. You always referencing your favorite androgynous Starbucks barista. (laughs) Always. Like there there is just, it's something about, and, and you know, Sonny, from listening to my show, I'm very vocal about how, again, like I'm somewhat of a libertarian myself, so I want everybody to, you know, live how they want to live and do your thing. With that said, I do think, like, the gender identity politics has gone a little nutty and too far and in some ways, like, steps on women. But with that being said, like, there is just something about the big dick energy of (laughs) that androgynous woman that I'm, like, I'm, like, flustered. (laughs) I know. I know. Listen, it's proof. I'm like, listen, it is energy after all. That's exactly what we talked about at the beginning. Yeah. It's like the energy you emit when you're confident, the energy you like that to me is like, I don't care what you call yourself. If you've got that good energy, you're hot. If you are embodied like you in who you are, yeah, that's hot. And I just crack up every time I hear that. I don't know why. It's like this, you know, how you listen to a podcast, you have this like sort of parasocial relationship with these hosts. And I'm like, was Taylor talking about the barista again? I just, it cracks me up. <laughs> I just I'm love really, it. I'm so glad though, to hear that 
I've gotten that feedback before, like make it more personal and bring out your personal side. And you know, it's, it's a vulnerable thing, but I don't think I'll start. Maybe I think you should, you should bring yeah. your, your man on the podcast if you want to. Oh my God. Um, it would be so entertaining. Do it. I mean, he, you know, when you're ready. <laughs> he's like a guy version of me. It's like, he has this thing of, again, like breaking out of political lines, mm-hmm. people on both sides, just love him and, and says what he thinks. And yeah, he has a really interesting background. So that would be so entertaining, but well, I will be, I will be here for it when it happens and I'm sure everyone else will be. So let us know. <laughs> oh, I will. Taylor. Maybe you could be the moderator, Sunny. Oh, like- oh, you know I love a little – you know, your whole thing is being a provocateur. I'm like life's moderator. I'm like the Libra of life. So I'll I'll be on there and I'll be just sitting right in the middle and ping-ponging back and forth. That's my happy space. So, um, Taylor, thank you so much for coming on and talking about this and your personal journey and just everything else. And, uh, you know, what we're going to say next, tell us where we can listen to your podcast, where we can find you on social media and connect of if course. we want to. Talk to me, Taylor, across the board. And the show is called Cancel Me Baby. And, you know, I really appreciate you, Sunny, giving me a platform to talk about this because I, I so believe in it. And, and mostly, I just, like I said, I love how it speaks to women and men, but women of all sides of it. Because again, it's like socially and politically and image-wise, like we're put in these boxes of what we have to be and what we have to, to look like. And again you know, let's be real. Like if we're going to look at it politically, which I know you do, which is permeated into everything, right? It's like on the conservative side, it's like, you have to dress modestly if you respect yourself as a woman and why to be taken seriously. And then oddly enough, I feel like on the, the feminist or the liberal side, it's become another version of that where again, it's like, don't give into the Pam Anderson, Barbie male gaze of what a woman Mm -hmm. should be. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think this speaks to so many women because it's like, F that it takes it in your own hands. And it's like, I make the rules, not them. I make them. And I just, I love it. And I'm so proud of it. And I really hope a lot of women are empowered by it to do the same and inspire. We we need to start a hashtag so that we can keep you um, on top of our Operation Sex Goddess Body Journeys too. So when you create I that- I love that. You should we'll have seen you. me. And I say to my up in the beginning, I'm like fumbling around like protein powder spilling. I'm like, excuse me, ma'am, sir. Like, how do you do that workout? And now I'm like, get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's yeah, it's awesome. I'm really proud. You're the best. Taylor, thank you again so much. Thank I really, so really much, appreciate honey. your time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of We Gotta Talk. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and follow along on Instagram at Sunny Abata, S-O-N-N-I-A-B-A-T-T-A. All of the latest blog posts are at wegotatalk.com slash blog. 